Many people ask, why does the Catholic Church have so much money? Why doesn't the Catholic Church do more to help the poor with all the money that they have? And many anti-Catholics will scoff at the Catholic Church and say, look at all those huge cathedrals you have and palaces that the popes live in. Look at all of the churches you have with the artwork and gold and everything else. You guys are lavish. It's obscene amounts of money. And if you sold that and if you liquidated all the art and the lands that the Vatican has, you could actually feed the population of the world. Then they'll say that it's clear you don't care about the world's problems, and then they continue to attack the Catholic Church. Some of these objections, the minority, are made by people who are sincere and are looking into it but, you know, have questions. Whereas the majority of people who attack the Catholic Church don't really care about the poor people as much as they do hating and attacking the Catholic Church. And in this video, we're going to ask the question, is the Catholic Church too rich? And should they be doing more to help the poor? And we're going to look at that right after this. Thank you all for tuning into our video today. Welcome to Catholic Truth. My name is Brian Mercy, a president of Catholic Truth, and I'm so excited that you're here. Anyone from anywhere, anytime from any religion can come here to know exactly what the Catholic Church teaches and why and how it can change your life. Make sure to follow us on social media below, and if you would like a retreat or to bring us into your parish, check out our website at thecatholictruth.org. Is the Catholic Church too rich? Why do they have so many huge, grand churches with gold cups and gold tabernacles and gold this and gold that and artwork? I mean, why aren't they doing more to help the poor? That is what we're going to be answering here in this video. But in order to answer some of that, let's rewind time until the 4th century. In the 4th century, the Catholic Church was allowed to worship freely for the first time in history, on and off for the first three centuries of the Christian church, Catholics were persecuted, tortured, maimed, sold into slavery, exiled, and killed with the most gruesome deaths you could ever imagine. And in fact, if you would like an awesome, like inspirational video on this topic, I will post it here if I remember, and at the end as well, so that you can see the history and the story of how the Catholic Church came to be. But for three centuries, we were attacked and killed because it was illegal to be Christian in the Roman Empire, and anyone who was found to be a Christian was oftentimes killed or maimed or sold into slavery. After three centuries, uh, a man named Constantine, who was a pagan emperor, uh, was favorable to Christians because his father was. His father actually was the first emperor to be favorable and start taking pity on the Christians. And Constantine followed in his footsteps and legalized Christianity and allowed Catholics to worship freely. And what he did, because he felt bad about what had happened for so long and all of the lands that got confiscated from the churches, all the churches that were burned down to the ground by the pagan emperors and people who hated the Catholic church, he restored these lands to the church and more. He restored the buildings of the church and more back to the church. He built them grand cathedrals and palaces to make up for a lot of the bad things and persecutions that they had faced for three centuries. And in fact, Constantine's responsible for building the original St. Peter's Basilica and the original St. John's Lateran, along with uh, the Church of the Nativity in Bethlehem and many, many more grand, luxurious, beautiful churches in order to rectify the problem that had happened to Christianity and to try to glorify God in that. 
that way. So some of our oldest and most beautiful churches were not even built by the Catholic Church, but by other emperors and by people who donated them to the Catholic Church. Palaces were given to the Pope and to other uh, people in the church as a donation. They were given to them. The Catholic Church didn't build many of these. And so people will still say, yeah, but they're still lavish. Why did they accept them? I mean, the churches are so ornate. You could sell one church for so much money and give all that money to the poor. So why didn't they? Well, for two reasons. Actually, three reasons. First, number one, in the book of Exodus, God commanded the temple to be made. And it was enormous. It was this massive temple. And God commanded that it be laden in gold, all gold, top to bottom, right to left, Everything must be laden in gold, including the things inside, like the Ark of the Covenant and the candles and different things like that, the altar. And so everything was gold and everything was ornate. Why? Was God overly ornate and pompous? Did he not care about the rich? Did he forget that he could have just sold all of that, made something a little bit more humble, and then give all of the rest of the money to the poor? Why didn't he do that? Why did he make something so grand? Because he is not like the other gods. He is the God of all gods, the Lord of all lords, and the King of all kings, and he is far above all gods, and he demonstrated this by bringing Israel out of that land and putting them above of all the other lands and giving them the glory, more glory than the other lands had. He showed that he doesn't deserve our leftovers, but he is a king who deserves the best. And so many of the Catholic churches that are beautiful and ornate were built with the same thing in mind, to glorify God, to give God the glory, and to point people to God. Like when you walk into a church of a huge cathedral and you look up and the ceiling is absolutely enormous, it makes you look up and just start contemplating heavenly things. It makes you look in the direction of heaven. And that's the point of those high ceilings, is to help you look up to heaven first and help think about God and contemplate contemplate heavenly things. That's why unlike a lot of Protestant churches, Jehovah's Witnesses, we don't worship in an office building with four white walls. You know, I mean, you can worship God anywhere, but the purpose of these churches is to glorify God and to cultivate our minds and help us to contemplate heavenly realities. So it has nothing to do with just living in luxury and lording it over other people or anything like that. And of course, you can worship God in, you know, really humble churches, which we also have. There's nothing wrong with a humble church made of wood, but there's also nothing wrong with a huge church made to glorify God as well and to point people in the direction of God. I mean, what are you going to think about God more? In a room with four white walls or in a room that literally points to God and has all the mysteries of the Bible and the mysteries of the gospel all around it? The second reason the church doesn't sell the Vatican and many other churches like that, or the artwork or anything, is because it doesn't belong to the Vatican. It doesn't belong to the Pope. The churches, including St. Peter's Basilica, St. John Lateran, a lot of these churches, the lands, the artwork, they don't belong to the Pope. They belong to the church at large, to everyone, to people like you and me. Anyone at almost any time can go visit the Vatican, or St. John Lateran, or St. Mary Major, or St. Paul outside the walls, 
beautiful, gorgeous churches anyone can go to visit at any time to pray, to contemplate God, to walk around and reflect on Jesus Christ and his beauty and his grandeur, his majesty. Even poor people, poor people in Rome, for example, can go to any of these churches at any time and take shelter in their wings, take shelter under their doors, especially in rain and storm and cold. They can go in there not only to take warmth, but to pray and to consider God as well. Do you think that the poor would want the Catholic Church to sell these? The answer is no. Poor people in Rome who love God and love their faith would not want all of these things liquidated. So then, oh, we have nothing left. Oh, we'll just keep sitting out here on the streets and contemplating God here. No, they love the church and they don't want these things sold. In fact, the Pope's have held huge, enormous, ornate dinners for the poor and the homeless in Rome. In fact, Pope Benedict held dinners for poor and homeless. I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. They gave them so much food. They shaved their beards. They gave them showers. They treated them like royalty. Pope Francis has done the same thing. And in fact, I think it was in 2019 that they hosted 1,500 poor people at the Vatican and gave them dinner and housed them and treated them like royalty, treated them with respect and gave them food and shelter and warmth and drink and everything that they needed in here. Also, Pope Francis invited 200 people homeless people to personally dine with him at the Vatican, and they were fed to the to overflowing. When was the last time anti-Catholics did this, invited people to their own homes and gave them a lot of food and allowed them to use their shower? I mean, they attack the Catholic Church for having money, but doesn't it seem like the Catholic Church is doing good with the money it has? Don't, doesn't it seem like it's helping poor people around Rome and around Europe and around the world? Doesn't it seem like it's helping people in general with the money it has? When was the last time a wealthy neighborhood or somebody in a wealthy town had a huge mansion and invited all the poor people in the town to a dinner at their house and to use their shower and such like that? Some of the old kings and queens, uh, Catholic saints, used to do that. They used to invite hundreds of poor people over, but I don't know any rich people that do that, and yet they attack the Catholic Church. Now, it's not bad to be rich. Jesus never condemned wealth. He never condemned money. He condemned the love of money and putting money above God or making it an idol in your life. In fact, it's good to have money. And a lot of the saints say that the more money you have, while it could be a temptation to go the wrong way and lose your soul, if you have a lot of money and the more money you have, the more you can use to build up the kingdom of God. The more you can use to help people who are spiritually hungry, who are losing their souls and are being killed by our culture, and physically hungry, those who are truly destitute and poor and who are homeless and things like that. The more money we have, the more we can help these people around the world. And in fact, the Catholic Church, this brings us to point number three, has been the largest charitable organization in the world. The Catholic Church has used her money if so-called, you know, we have obscene amounts of money, the Catholic Church has used that money to help more people, feed more people, clothe more people, educate more people, and do more for people around the world over the last 2,000 years than any and every other person and organization on the face of this earth. The Catholic Church started hospitals, organizations for drug trafficking, and combats uh, child trafficking, and helps people who are runaways, and pe helps people 
people who are homeless and destitute. They've built orphanages. I mean, literally the Catholic Church has helped and fed and clothed more people than anyone else on planet Earth. Yeah, there are other rich churches too, like the Mormons, but if you look at the top 10 charities in the world, the Catholic Church always has several in the top 10, where Mormons usually don't even make the top 10. So the Catholic Church does good with the money she has, and she helps so many people in need. And this says nothing about the local parishes who are helping the poor and doing good as well. In fact, my parish here where I live, we have 4,000 families at our church and we have huge amounts of help. We not only give a lot of money to Haiti, but we take trips to Haiti to build houses, shelters, churches, help fix sewage systems, provide doctors for people who can't afford health care down there. Not to mention that we actually help the poor in our town as well. We give away baby carriages and food and money to people in need. For example, homeless people or single mothers. We're always helping people. We have so many charities in our church that help people. This is a good thing. Our church has a million dollar heating bill a year because it's such a huge church. It costs a million dollars just to heat the church. Some people are like, oh, I'm not giving money to the church. They just take their money and they're greedy with it and blah, blah, blah. And yes, occasionally there's an evil priest or bishop who does bad things with the money, but please don't blame all of the other good work that your church does on a few evil uh, wolves in sheep's clothing. Our parish, a million dollars, and that's only heating and electricity and air conditioning. That has nothing to do with church repairs or the roof or the parking lot or helping to feed others or keeping up the upkeep of the church. I mean, if we stop giving our, you know, $5 a month, $20 a month, $50 a month to the church, then who's going to upkeep the church? The church goes away. We stop donating to charities uh, like Catholic Truth, Catholic Answers, Covenant House, Malta House, uh, Catholic Resource Services, EWTN, different organizations that help people spiritually or physically, like physical poverty, these organizations don't exist. If we stop tithing and giving money to our parishes, these parishes stop existing because they don't make enough money on their own. There are churches. They belong to us. They're there for our purposes, for us to pray, for us to worship, for us to get closer to God. They don't belong to the priest. They don't belong to the bishop. They don't belong to anybody but us. It's our home, and we need to upkeep these things that we care about. So you're not giving money to the church. You're giving it back to God. That's what God has said. Tithing is always been about. When you tithe and you give generously to an organization that supports people, the poor around the world, or the poor uh, even spiritually, you're giving back to God. That's what God says. So please, just giving a dollar a week in the basket at your church doesn't help anyone. And many parishes are struggling and they still try to help people. Many parishes around the world are in the red. The Vatican itself is almost always in the red, meaning it gives more money than it takes in. It's not hoarding these lavish amounts of money where it just, oh, okay, we have money and we can just pay off everything. No, a lot of times the Vatican's in the red. Most ordinary parishes around the world are in the red. People don't give enough money to support the parishes, so they can't even do everything that they want to do. And even other organizations as well. But the bottom line is we need people like you and me to give. I give to my parish. I also give to Covenant House, who works for runaway kids, Malta House, for single uh, moms and 
people who need help so they don't have abortions. Uh, I also give to places like Catholic Relief Services that help poor people around the world. I also give to spiritual organizations too who feed and try to save souls and change lives. Like I give to my own organization because I believe in our work. I also give to Catholic Answers. I've also given to EWTN and St. Joseph's Communication and others because it's so important that we give. Lastly, this is the last thing I'll say, is that many anti-Catholics have a Judas complex. What does that mean? Well, in John 12, 4 through 8, Judas sees a woman pouring really, really expensive ointment on Jesus, and she's crying for her sins, and she's washing his feet, and she's repenting as she's crying and serving Jesus. And Judas is in shock. Listen to what the Bible has to say. It says, one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, uh, who was planning to betray him, said, Why was not this fragment sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He did not say this because he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box, which he used to take the money out of. But Jesus said, Leave her alone. She has kept this day for me and my burial. The poor you will always have with you, but me you will not always have. So many people have the Judas syndrome. They don't actually care for the poor when they say the Catholic Church is too rich and disgustingly lavish and they poo-poo the Catholic Church. They actually just hate the Catholic Church and want to denigrate it every way they can. And Jesus says, the poor you will always have with you. So you can't tell us that, you oh, if you just sell... So you can't tell me that if you just sell the Vatican and everything else, you'll solve the world's problems because Jesus himself said you will always have the poor with you. And I remember getting into a conversation with an anti-Catholic over this, and she literally said, if you liquidate your gold and your assets and your lands and your artwork and all of these other things, and you sell all that, you can solve the world's problems. She's like, you're a bunch of hypocrites, you're a bunch of liars, you say you love Jesus, but you don't love Jesus. And, you know, she was on this rant because she hates the Catholic Church. And so I stopped there and I said, listen, I have a question for you. How much money do you give to the poor each month? There was an awkward silence on the phone. And I said, why don't you go sell everything you own and give it to the poor? Go sell your house. Go sell your couches, your car, and everything you own and give it to the poor. And then we can see how much good that we can do. And all, literally, she started like tripping on her own words. Well, I, I don't have a lot of money. You know, I don't make a lot of money. And, you know, if I sell my, uh, my couches and stuff, you know, it's not going to make that much of a difference. And I said, baloney. I said, you just don't want to help the poor. I said, you want other people to help the poor, but you don't want to do it yourself. I said, why don't you go sell your car and your house and your furniture anyways and see how much money you come up with. And I bet that if you have this amount of money, you will help at least some poor people and you will be doing good. Why don't you go sell everything you own and lead by example and then maybe the Vatican and other people will see your good charity be inspired and then go do it themselves but don't go tell other people to sell everything they own if you're not willing to sell even a single thing that you own that's called hypocrisy and she was like <laughs> there was like a long silence on the phone and then she didn't want to talk about that anymore she wanted to change the topic but I hear this from anti-Catholics all the time they tell the Catholic Church to sell everything but they don't do anything to sell everything they own and to try to help the poor people because, again, it's the Judas syndrome. They don't care about the poor as much as they care about hating and denigrating the Catholic Church. So the next time someone says the Catholic Church is too rich, you all have too much money, you need to do more to help the poor, you tell them the Catholic Church has done more to help the poor than any and every organization on earth for the last 2,000 years. And in fact, the Catholic Church has had the most amount of missionaries in the most amount of countries 
for 2,000 years. It's actually amazing. We go to the poorest and most destitute countries in the world. And I've had Catholic missionaries tell me that the Protestants will not go to those uh, countries most of the time because they're too poor and destitute. They wait for Catholics to go in, to build it up, to get drinkable water and that sort of thing. Then they come in and try to convert the people and, you know, bring them out of the Catholic Church. It's disgusting, in fact, in many ways. But the Catholic Church is not only willing to talk about the gospel of Christ, but to live the gospel of Christ and to put their money where their mouth is. And they serve in the most destitute places in the world. So don't let people People tell you the Catholic Church is too rich because even if they are rich, it's not bad to be rich if you use your money for God's kingdom, if you use it to help other people, which is why God allows us to have it in the first place and why Jesus asks us to give and to help others. Jesus has commanded us to evangelize and to share the gospel. And that's what we do here at Catholic Truth. And that is the primary goal and duty of the Catholic Church is to save immortal souls. How much is one soul worth in the eyes of God? one immortal soul. Immortal soul. To save that one soul is infinitely precious in the eyes of God. That is the primary duty of the Catholic Church is to save souls and change lives. But we also want to serve the poor and destitute, the homeless, those in need, which is why we always talk about justice and social justice, why we have so many organizations that work for that in the Catholic Church. So the Catholic Church is not overly rich and does not lord it over people. And in fact, just having rich stuff does not make you a bad person, especially if you give it back to God and you serve him with everything that you have and everything that you are. So please be generous in your givings at your parish. Parishes need them. Be, and, and especially if you trust your priest and you trust your parish. If not, go somewhere else and find some place that is. And please give to organizations that need as well. Because the Catholic Church really is, around the world, and has been for 2,000 years, really is making a difference. Thank you so much for watching. Please help us to get this important message out there and share this video with other people. Like this video. And if you love this and you're new here, please consider subscribing to our channel. And if you have any questions, comments, follow-up, thoughts, please leave them in the comment section below. We would love to hear that and someone from the Catholic Truth team will hopefully answer your comment and get back to you. Lastly, keep praying for us as we are always praying for you. May God bless you.